Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast presented by the Union Tribune. I'm Kevin Acey, the Padres beat writer, my boss, Dave Posner. Jay, I just got into St. Louis. Um, you know what? So far, hotter but not as humid as Miami. So just I, want you, I just wanted to give you an update on my welfare. Um, course, I'm always interested, be- always interested in your welfare, Kevin. <laughs> I, I, I always add the, the Padres cities to my, uh, to my phone here. It's, it's showing right now St. Louis is 89 and feels like 97. So yeah, I, I, I think that's that accurate, but I would call that pretty miserable. I will tell you that in downtown San Diego right now, as we tape this, it is 71 and it feels like 71. I, I saw a study the other day. Um, you know, these things that come up across your, your phone. Um, I think the, it was published in the Union Tribune, uh, at least a story on this study that uh, talked about how San Diego has one of the best climates in the in the country. Is that uh, right? Who, who 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 used time on the and money on this study? I always love those uh, studies that uh, tell us that. It reminds me of uh, our former boss Doug Williams, who used to refer to duh headlines. Uh, that's a duh study. But anyway, anyway these will be these will be outside here. Three games against the Cardinals. The Padres split four games with. Now, here's what you can talk about. The Padres are playing, that was like launched, winning those final two games, the first one of those on a walk-off in the 12th inning, or maybe it was the 13th, long time ago, I forget, but Eric Hosmer's double. Uh, that kind of launched them on the way to, uh, you know, being, I forget how what it is, but it's... Uh, Respect, respectability, maybe? A winning record yeah. since then. And so, the Cardinals, I, 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 the Cardinals have been basically treading water uh, since then, since the, we last saw them 13 and 12. So over their last 20, if you add in those two losses of the Padres, basically 13 and 14 over the past month. Uh, so nothing, nothing special out of St. Louis. They're three games behind Milwaukee, two and a half behind the Cubs. They're right in the middle of the wild card, wild card chase, uh, if you want to get into that this early in the year. I, I did look it up, and I saw that uh, they're, they're in the middle of it. They wouldn't, uh, if the season ended today, one of my favorite uh, things, <laughs> right, along with right. at the end of the day, um, <laughs> which is the beginning of the evening, a lot of places. Um, but but they are right there. They're a good team, and here's the deal. They face a kid tonight, the Padres do, where they have their struggling starter, uh, Jordan Lyles, coming off uh, his worst outing. Uh, the Padres will be going against Jack Flaherty. He's 22 years old. They did not face him. Get to him tonight, because tomorrow... The Padres are using their bullpen again, and they're going against Miles Michaelos. Is that correct, Jay? I believe that is correct. Miles was a Padre Michael back Loss. in the day, and and was uh, was traded for the legendary Alex Dickerson, who unfortunately showed a brief signs of of being a really good left-handed hitter, but has not been able to stay healthy for the last couple of and years. And meanwhile, Michaelos went to Japan, and then came back, and he's got a two point two seven ERA. And has been one of the best pitchers in the National League this year. Love that story. Uh, be interesting. He beat them uh, last time. I believe that was the 10th of May and the 11th of May. Uh, as the Cardinals took the first two games of that series at Petco. Luke Weaver, a rookie, uh, threw what? Was it five shutout innings, Jay? And, and beat the Padres that night as well. It was. The game ended up high scoring, but he, he threw five shutout innings. And... Uh, his best start of the year. His his most recent starts have been a little rougher. His ERA is up to four point three five, and but he'll be facing Eric Lauer. And as we as we know, we never know what we're going to get when Eric Lauer goes to the mound for the Padres. And um, back in the Midwest, back, he'll be back in the Midwest start. though, so he should be used to the uh, to that weather. <laughs> 
what he can't do is put together two good outings, but he can come back from a bad outing, so that bodes well. Um, here's the thing, Jay, and it's it's the takeaway right now is as as the Padres sit five games below 500. It's the first time that they have been. I think it's 31-36. Um, they've won. Is it eight of eleven? Uh, they've won four straight series. So the best thing I can say is this: if you would uh, if you'd asked me to look ahead to this series uh, a month ago, I'd have said, "Oh boy, gonna be rough." Well, I come here and have no expectations whatsoever other than, you know what, the Padres could take two out of three. And so I guess what I'm saying is there has been progress. I, I think that's true. And I think this is a week where we talked about a little bit last week, but going now to play, you know, St. Louis, which is 35 and 28, and then going to play four against the Braves, who are 37 and 28, this is another one of those tests for the Padres to see where they stand. Uh, and whether some of this progress is due just to playing teams like the Marlins and the Reds, or is it, you know, can they play better against good teams? They did it against the Braves when they were, uh-huh. when they were here a week ago, or I guess it was not even a week ago. Um, and now they, they go against another team that, you know, has historically been, been good at home, historically has played well against the Padres at home for whatever that sort of history means. But they have some, you know, some good players. They're missing a good player. They're Paul DeJong, their shortstop, is is injured, so that uh, that can't be good. Uh, but it will be a chance to see Jed Jerko, and always, always pleasant, always good to see to see Jed, who has killed the Padres since the trade. But Jed has not been very good lately. I was checking just to see if he comes into this series hot, or if he'll be looking for the Padres to heal him. He's only had 18 at bats in his last 10 games. Only had two hits. So clearly a little bit on the outs right now uh, in St. Louis. And, and we'll see what Mike Matheny does. He didn't play him in that first game at Petco, right. which brought all kinds of grief uh, and surprise from Cardinals fans. And we'll see if he gets back in the lineup tonight and what he's able to do against the, against the Padres. Well, you can always tell the, the theme that you just touched on there uh, about you know, who they're coming up to play. And you can always tell Andy Green this year, I mean, you could give him – the most uh, a question that is meant to give some uh, criticism or that is meant to find out something. And if Andy Green wants to be positive, man, he can turn anything. <laughs> he can turn Eric Lauer getting uh, run out of a game in two and a third innings into, you know, he made some really good pitches there in the second. <laughs> I mean, he, he can do that. Now, that lets you know when Andy Green has a message he's putting out and his answer just yesterday to – uh, a question about the significance of having won four straight series, something the Padres haven't done since August of 2015. His answer was, we go when we play two tough teams now in St. Louis and Atlanta, and those are going to be a big challenge. That is, it, it's, that's what it is about. So I just wanted you to know that you are aligned with Andy Green, Jay. Well, that, that makes me feel just fantastic. And, <laughs> and, uh, but How no, I, feel, I think Jay? he's right. I mean, it doesn't do the Padres any good to, to sit there and go, wow, we won four straight series, and... and you know, now we're facing a week against the Cardinals and the Braves, and you know this is the kind of week where if the Padres don't don't play well, you could see them going one and six. Um, right, but, but their manager has been big on being positive, and it's it's interesting that he has now decided that hey, you know what? No, we're gonna oh great, we did this. Now it's time to be even better, and so uh, that's just something that I I think that that Andy is very purposeful about about sending message like all right, great, all right. Now it's time to, to, to be even better. Now let me ask you about tomorrow's game, uh, an, another bullpen game. Should we? Mm-hmm. Sh- I, I was out at Petco for the last one. We saw Matt Strom uh, give up a first inning home run, and then that was it. 
um, for for the bullpen. What do you think we'll see tomorrow? Will we will Strom start this game again? Assuming he's not needed tonight, is that kind of the the normal plan for this, or or could it be different based on the fact of who they're you know the kind of lineup they might be facing? You know, haven't really got into it, and Andy hasn't either, though I've been asking and asking and asking different ways, and I am writing about it today. I've started writing about it already, about uh, you know how much these guys like doing it, but they say they can't keep doing it, and just the different challenges in it. I do think it's Matt Strom, um, who has – because when you put a guy in at the beginning – you want to believe he's not going to put people on. And yes, he gave up that one run, but you know, in these two games, he's given up one run in his four innings. Um, and, and he's a guy who has proved to them so far that he can get in there and get out of there without having, you know, get them off to a good start without allowing a lot of damage. So I do believe it'll be Matt Strom, but some of that's going to depend on tonight because look, if he's got a chance to win the night and Matt Strom needs to pitch the sixth or something, because understand that, you know, Kirby Yates and, and Brad Hand and, and, well, Craig Stammen didn't pitch yesterday, but I mean, he can't just keep going to uh, his leverage guys all the time. He's got Jose Castillo. Uh, I do think that you're going to see Strom at the beginning tomorrow, but it, it'll be a you know, it'll be five or six guys or however many it takes. But the danger in these games, Jay, is well, what about they, – they don't have a break this week. See, they did it last time and they had a day off. Right, They don't right. have a break this week, and what does tonight's game bring? So it's the day before and then a day and even two days after that your bullpen is kind of in danger. Now, that said, they have nine guys in their bullpen, and they have <laughs> a, a, a fair amount of uh, former starters in their bullpen. Right, and, and it's obviously a danger when you have guy, a guy like Lyles, who, as you said, is coming off a rough start, and then you have Lauer the next yep. day, and yep. you're not sure what you're going to get out of that. So uh, I, I wonder – understand that on Sunday – there's another hole because Lucchese, Joey Lucchese, who this is for, filling in his spot in the rotation, right. has his rehab start on Thursday. He's not going to be ready, even if this goes well, perfect. He's, you know, not pitching until next Tuesday against the A's at home. Um, so they're going to have to do this again. I doubt that on Sunday you see this. I think you see, you know, Luis Perdomo, maybe Walker Lockett, uh, you know, maybe it's uh, Kyle Lloyd, uh, somebody from AAA. Somebody to try to give them more than two two or three innings. Um, no, and it's not, I'm not saying it to be yeah. negative in any way, yeah. but I mean, no, at some point, absolutely. like you said, you've got to, when you don't have a break, you've got to get, you've got to give guys a break a different way, which is to get your starting pitcher to go deeper into the game. Um, you know, the one alternative is, a guy is and- a guy, right. Bring a guy up. The other alternative is to put Robbie Erlin out there. Not at, certainly not at the start of the game, but it almost looked like Erlin was the guy last week that was sort of the extra mm-hmm. innings guy. Um, uh-huh. That if the if the guys out there didn't come through, okay, we've got Erlin that can go a few innings on on well, the back end. Look, what was interesting, and it's a sign of progress, a really sad sign of progress. Um, the, the the one where they had you know Phil Hughes in, and and uh, what in the middle they had Brian Mitchell wear it for for three innings that he took what a billion pitches to get through. Right. Um, and and then you know Corey Spangenberg came in. They had a few more of those uh, last year already <laughs> to to this point. And that was their first one where you said, "Oh, Padres." Um, so whatever, a little sign of progress there. That's the other alternative too. You go, you figure out in the third inning, we're done. I'm going to end up pitching Freddie Galvis today. Right, or or you <laughs> or you're going to throw Brian Mitchell for five innings and if yep. he gives up seven runs then so be it. I mean, yep. sometimes as you said, guys have to wear it and 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 I think Mitchell and and is the prime candidate for that now because even if you want a guy like Phil Hughes to wear it, he can only wear it for probably two innings. 
Um, yeah, he hasn't been stretched out a lot at all. Exactly. You know, the other thing, Jay, I mean, maybe we're getting too deep into this, but I do find it fascinating watching Andy uh, Green uh, think about these things. Is So when Clayton Richard then is pitching, and I'm just going now, okay, if he pitches, so it's Friday, right? Um, and let's say Clayton Richard isn't going great, right? Right, right. Um, he might keep him in an extra inning or two that he wouldn't if he if he didn't have that game coming up on Sunday, or if the guys hadn't had to go all day Wednesday, or I mean Tuesday, and then maybe a few more on Wednesday and Thursday. I mean, uh, that's something that Clayton Richard has done in the past because he hasn't always been as good as he has been the last seven starts. No, of, of course not. But it, it it was something. It was definitely something to watch yesterday and. I, I can't say that like I had my hopes too far up yesterday because <laughs> guy who's a ground ball pitcher, it's always yeah. going to be difficult, uh, you know, for him to to do that and not striking out a lot of guys. But uh, he was he was pitching great, and he certainly uh, he certainly made us think about it. And uh, I, I figured as soon as I I was going to give it like one more inning, and then we were going to have to talk about what sort of plans we were going to have. And I figured that would do it. Uh, you know, once we start making plans, that's when you know it's going out the window. But we didn't didn't even get to that point yesterday. But um, you know, Richard pitched great, and even just to get out of that inning after he did give up the couple hits mm-hmm. uh, was was very big, and that was a that was a good win for for the Padres. And and uh, as we said, they've played well. They've played well late, lately. The four series wins. The whatever you said. I think it's. Eight of eleven, nine of thirteen, something like that. But mm-hmm. it's it's definitely been been better to watch, and and um, you know, guy has gotten a lot of uh, production out of uh, some different players. But as you noted in your in your story today, the one guy who usually produces and produces wins is a guy like Hosmer. Um, and here's the thing, and look. Three games since the what? Would he struck out four times uh, in that that game, the Wednesday game uh, against right, the Braves? Right. He struck out once this series. Well, you know, not that Hunter Renfro was always hitting behind him, or but like, there, if the rest of the offense picks it up a little bit, because there is a thought among you know coaches, and and I don't know, Eric won't acknowledge it, but like he has pretty much been it a lot of times, and while he won't acknowledge it, it's like. How many times has Eric Hosmer come up in a big situation and he hasn't produced? Well, he's also the only guy who has produced. <laughs> right. Really. Now let me. <laughs> so, I, I want to ask you one question that we, we I have not given you any uh, advance notice of, so I'm not sure if you've if you've talked to Eric about this or not. But a guy on Twitter last week when I did send out that note about Hosmer striking out for, four times for the third time this season after having done it twice in his entire career. He said that this was a this was a product of the Padres' style, the Padres' coaching, the Padres' approach. That the Royals were a team that didn't strike out much. The Padres are a team that that does strike out a lot. My my initial thought was Eric Hosmer, after however many years he's played in the big leagues, is not going to suddenly just change his approach because he comes to the Padres and he's going to decide, oh yeah, these guys know how to are, are going to tell me how to play the game after I've done what I've done. Where do you think this stands? I mean, is Hosmer's approach any different this year, or is that just sort of a fluky thing that he happened to have? You know, these the four stri- a couple of four strikeout games. He says no. Matt Stair says no. Andy Green says no. So, being aware in my job and nothing personal against any of those guys, I think they're all stand up guys. Um, but they don't always tell you the truth. That doesn't mean they lie. But you know, there's a, there's a gray area that anybody who's been a journalist knows between the truth and a lie. Um, 
And as far as the results, yes, he's on. He well, he was. I don't know if he still is. Probably by a slight margin on pace for the most strikeouts of his career, um, and has had multiple strikeout games uh, more, a, a little bit more early. He's a freaky hitter, and he's also put up. And, I mean, the, the other thing was when I noticed this and I looked it up. He's also ahead his numbers at least going into that game where he struck out four times. Mm-hmm. His numbers, including his you know OPS plus and some other numbers, were all ahead of where he has been. So if he had changed his approach a little bit and had been a little bit more, uh, you know, sort of free swinging and not as worried about strikeouts, then maybe that was the right thing to do because his numbers were were a little bit higher even with, you know, even with a few more strikeouts. I still don't believe I, he's I'm, changed I, that much. That's that's but I, that I'm, much. I do believe. Again, I, I, I've asked, and, I, and here's where I'll say, just give a little peek behind the curtain. Like these questions I've asked about other players. I've gotten an answer of, yeah, here's what we're working on and, and that sort of thing. You know, maybe you have to ask two or three times or different ways, but you find out. And, and they say that Eric hasn't changed. And, and so if there is a change, I don't think it's significant where we're going, oh, wow, it's the swing plane right. or his, his, the way he attacks or approaches because, yeah, there's an awful lot of production in this guy's career. Um, and so the, all I know is what I've been told, and then when I look at the numbers, because I'm not just going to go on what I'm told, um, I see a guy who actually is performing very close to how he basically always does. Right, right. And I think that's the that was kind of where I went with it after you know this guy asked mentioned that to me, was I just felt like I, I just can't see him deciding to change his approach after you know all the years of success that he's had. And maybe it's something, you know, maybe it's just something ever so slight, but chances are it's more that he's, you know, seeing some, maybe seeing some guys he hasn't seen before. He's playing in a ballpark, playing in ballparks where he hasn't played a lot before. I I mean, who knows? I mean, two of the, two of those games came within like a week of each other. You know, maybe, you know, as you said, if he's streaky, he could be streaky, but you know, you're, you're going to be streaky both ways. So I don't think there's too much, I don't think there's too much complaining, um, that anybody's going to do about Hosmer at this point, other than not getting more opportunities, you know, maybe to drive in, to drive in runs, but that's not on him. He plays on a team that's still last in on base percentage, uh, you know, where, where it has been for the last few years. And that, that's something that, you know, still needs to change if this team's going to, you know, continue to make progress. Without a doubt. Now numbers over pick any time, uh, the, you remember that big game against uh, the Rockies, April 23rd. Pick it from there. Pick the number from May 12th, the day that they came back and, and beat the Cardinals uh, they, they, with the Hosmer's walk-off double. Pick, uh, you know, the start of these four series. If you take these little chunks, they are improved in all of the metrics that they want to be, not all, not certainly not home runs uh, per at bat, um, but walks per plate appearance, pitches per plate appearance, on-base percentage, batting average, slugging percentage, are all at least slightly up, balls in play for sure. Balls, uh, you know, uh, strikeouts are down um, over these periods of time. They are improving in these ways. They started out horribly, and I believe they are still prone to those stretches. I mean, we still there's still a lot of proving that needs to be done by some of these guys, and when Will Myers comes back, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what that dynamic is. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's right. right. Will Myers hey. isn't playing, is he? <laughs> <laughs> but Hunter Renfro sure is. Um, all right, Jay, three in St. Louis, uh, and then it'll be uh, Atlanta on Thursday, and I will talk to you then. But I will not talk to you before then. You got it? 
Really? Oh, man. I don't know how I'm going to make it through these next couple of days. But looking forward to the World Cup will get me through it. So we will talk on oh, Thursday, right. which is also known as the start of the World Cup. So until then, Kevin, enjoy, enjoy that weather. Thank you. Thank you, guys, for listening to the Hot Lava Podcast. Talk to you on Thursday. <laughs>